0: Hello, this is my Geography HLIB podcast. So we're starting with 1.1 Changing Population. Global population varies between places from distribution to level of economic development. Today's global population distribution is a product of pre-existing factors which will continue to operate into the future. Development encompasses many aspects of life and increased development means a better quality of life for everyone. Indicators used to assess level of development in a country include the gross national income, GNI, proportion of people below the poverty line, human development index, HDI, to identify low, middle, and high income countries. A chloropleth map is used to indicate things like indeployment rates in police districts across a the city, then compare them to the crime rates. Places exist at different scales. A range of factors determines how many people will live in said place. For example, climate and fertility, government or foreign investment, all influence population distribution. Population distribution is dynamic and the way the relationship between places influences how a place changes in terms of how many people live there. The population distribution is the spatial pattern of where people live. Population density is number of people in any given area, generally expressed as people per kilometer squared. Physical factors impact each other and rarely operate in isolation when considering their impact on population distribution. Human factors like employment opportunities are similarly interconnected. Physical factors affect human factors. Physical factors often determine where it is possible to live. Climates impact on population distribution is either direct through temperature and precipitation or indirect through its impact on soil or vegetation. Areas with high temperatures inhibit agriculture and low temperatures also inhibit agriculture, making construction difficult and restrict outdoor activities. High humidity is often associated with diseases and is more unpleasant. Technological advances have helped bypass many climate imposed restrictions. Slopes, angle, and altitude are many important factors in determining area density. Slopes are problems because they limit effective use of agriculture, machinery, have thin soils, inhibit or cause difficulties of machinery or construction or transportation. Altitudes above 5,000 meters are also not favorable, favorable for humans because of low oxygen content. Over half of the population lives at altitudes less than 200 meters above sea level. Latitude impacts climate on low-lying flat areas. Low latitudes are hot and humid. As latitude increases, the temperature falls. Human settlements must have a fresh water supply. Water may be provided by a suitable climate with adequate rainfall, a river or a lake, or an aquifer, which is an underground water supply. In some cases, natural resources create high-density population. For example, large deposits of coal, which fueled industrial growth in Western Europe, created densely populated areas where jobs supplied by the industry. Another example is the gold rush. I don't know where that is. Some natural resource developments can lead to isolated settlements in in inhospitable areas. A draw of natural resources depends on socioeconomic factors like the stock market. Areas with fertile soil support successful agriculture, therefore support a high population. Areas with thin soil have lower population densities, so no technological advances can overcome limitations of bad soil. Physical factors determine overall places where it's easier to make a living, build, move around, Human factors determine where, within large areas, population is concentrated. In agricultural societies, population is relatively low and evenly distributed. As as technology advances, fewer people are needed on the land. Growing cities attract people because of more job opportunities. With technological advances, fewer are needed in traditional industries, and there is a shift to tertiary industry improvements in transport plus increase in commercial activities have led to megacities. Megacities mega cities are cities with more than 10 million people so one example is london is located at the convenient crossing point of the river thames industry and trade are attracted into the city due to um, easily accessible supplies then just normal people are attracted to the city not for industrial or trade reasons. Infrastructure improves, roads, power supplies, buildings, etc. are maintained. A rich market and skilled labor force develops. Approximately half of people live within 60 kilometers of the coast. There are a number of advantages to this, including communications and transport links concentrated in coastal areas, um, like boats, Fishing opportunities provide employment for settlers and migrants. Import and export opportunities because boats. Coastal plains are flat, good for transportation and construction. Government policy can have impact on population distribution. Wars cause significant population distribution. Areas with a long history of settlement tend to be more densely populated. Um, GDP is impacted by human and physical factors, but not all factors are equal. One could be more important than the other. So an example of this um, would be something that humans are able to overcome. So like we can now live in deserts because it's not too hot for humans because technology has advanced like that. Economic development is a broad concept. Overall improvement, um, quality of life and living standards. Economic development involves transition of a country from primary institutes to an economy of secondary industry. Progress is achieved through the introduction of new technologies, results of increased wealth and improved living standards. Economic indicators are easy to assess. They're linked to finance, money, and both can be quantified. Social indicators are unclear and tend to be indirect. Wealth and income are different, but influence each other. Um, They are easily confused. There are two main economic indicators to measure income. Gross domestic product, GDP, is the total value of goods and services produced in a country during a certain amount of time. Gross national income, GNI, is the total value of goods and services produced in a country plus plus income and foreign payments. Purchasing power to Purchasing power parity, PPP accounts for cost of living. Neither GNA, oh my God, neither GNI or GDP account for income inequality. They only account for the formal economy. So if you have a country like America where there are huge wealth gaps, um, the GNI and GDP wouldn't take that into account. They just take into account like how much money is being spent and being given to them. And yeah. Economic growth does not equate to quality of life. Um, lastly, there are two possible ways to describe distribution of patterns by a category, for example, GNI or continent slash region. Internal migration increases disparity between the periphery and the core. The core has numerous advantages over the periphery. Human factors are more likely to control which settlements thrive and which diminish. Um, Characteristics of the core include good network of gas, electricity, and water supplies. Good quality housing, cultural and racial diversity. High literacy rates and skill levels with well-paying jobs. So that would be like in the middle of like a big city or a town. Um would generally be described as the core because most of the time, a lot of the wealth um, and like groceries and gas stations and stuff are situated in like the middle of a place. The periphery and semi-periphery are characterized by lower levels of literacy skills. They're less developed with lower living standards and more poverty. There is a lack of job opportunities. of the population hold nearly 50% of global wealth. 50% of the population hold 8 to 9% of global wealth, which is like crazy. Yeah, and then lastly, physical factors contributing to population distribution include closer proximity to water sources, temperature, proximity to natural resources. Oh, this is redundant.